Hello, welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed, or on this occasion, Gareth Jones on the Metro. I'm in Paris. Having been working in South Wales last night, I drove back from South Wales, got two hours sleep in my own bed, and then raced to St Pancras, jumped on the Eurostar, and fell asleep again. I found myself in Paris. Which is good, because I'm trying to make my way to the Le Mans 24 hours. Well, when you try and get to Le Mans via a different method that you normally use, uh, things can be a little, let's say, experimental. As you know, I usually drive to Le Mans with Zog in an interesting car this year because I was working in South Wales. I'm doing the train thing. I made the transfer across Paris OK, got on a train at the correct station in Paris, which itself is an achievement. However, the train I got on to Le Mans is not an express service. There was no express service showing, so I just jumped on the first one to Le Mans and it's going to take twice as long to get there as I was expecting. So, my rendezvous with Zog, just outside the circuit to drop my bags and then meet him in our Tribune, ain't going to happen, because it's going to be tight. I'm hoping I'm actually going to get there for the start of the race. I'm not entirely certain if I will, because I'm only about halfway to Le Mans from Paris at the moment, so we should have arrived by now. It's going to be tight, I suppose, in many ways, the race is on. Hooray! Good news. I've made it to the circuit. Uh, I got the tram from Le Mans, and despite being on what I thought was the busiest train in the universe from Paris to Le Mans, I was actually saving that until the tram... My gosh, that tram was hard going. Now, can I recommend travelling to Le Mans via train? Yes, but you might want to do it the day before the race. You can do it on the day, but you've got to get up in the middle of the night, which means you do the entire journey very short of sleep. And when you've got a 24-hour race to prepare for, you don't want to be exhausted before the start of it, really. But good news for me, slightly less good news for Zog. I've been communicating with him via text, and as far as I can tell, Zog is stuck in gridlock and cannot get to the circuit any quicker. Now, I've come out directly opposite my grandstand at Tête Rouge, but how I get there, I'm not entirely certain. I'm going to work it out. It's part of the voyage of discovery. I remember describing the Le Mans 24 hours as a a race for the drivers and a 24-hour hike for us in the crowd. So my hike begins. Hope I'm going the right way. Trying to remember where the underpass is. That will get me. I can see it. Okay. I have a plan. (laughs) So... Yeah, the race is on and I may well have won it if I get to the stand before Zog I've beaten him which is ridiculous considering he had a two day advantage over me and a nice Porsche alright here we go
and the winner of the Le Mans 24-hour race to Le Mans this year was me. I made it. I'm in the Tribune at Tête Rouge, which is a covered Tribune, which is very good because it's a rather hot day here. It's an awful lot hotter than it appeared on television when I was watching practice the other day. And the fair play to Zoggy has chosen... Well, there wasn't much choice. He's the only ones available. But we've got a great spot. I am right on Tête Rouge. To my right, I can see the Dunlop Bridge as the cars will come screaming towards me. And that lovely thing is... I, one of my favourite things about Le Mans is the Frenchness of the whole thing. I wasn't a great Francophile until I discovered endurance racing at Le Mans. And because they invented motor racing and they have the best race in the world, I have now a passion and a camaraderie with my French brothers across the channel as I was walking in they were playing La Marseillaise uh, and I don't know the words but I hummed along uh, as the entire crowd sang I was unable to get my recorder out probably just as well with my appalling humming but short of a beer something to eat and a couple of mates to hang out with I'm at Le Mans on my own at the moment and I hope Zog makes it through the gridlock before the start of the race. Oh, the tension. Those last two were two Audis followed, sorry, two Toyotas followed by an Audi as the cars do the warm-up or the parade lap. Here comes one of the rebellions. Oh, that rebellion looks nice in that sort of uh, chromed red. Another one of the Porsches. And the LMP2 cars, which now look great because they're not open anymore. They don't have to be open. They can be closed. There's a Murphy prototypes car, or as my son Tycho thought he read in the Autosport Guide, the Murphy Potatoes car. No Irish stereotyping there, I can only apologise. So all the LMP2 cars are passed, and here is the first of the Nissans. That was that raspy sound at the end. Here's the second one. That's the number 23. And here's the third one. In the classic 1990 should have won it colours. There go the AF Course Ferraris, the Astons, more Astons, a 911. And the rest of the GT field. I have to say, I do love the look of the Ferraris, the 458 Italias. And you know I adore the sound of those Corvettes rattling away. And there's the Viper with, I think, your own Bleakermolen driving, who's XA1 GP, so I'll be watching that. Thank you. Merci, monsieur. Merci. My new friend, the fellow motorsport fans alongside me, found my pen on the floor. Merci encore. It's great, you know, broken English, broken French, but we're able to communicate at the base level. There go the rest of the GTs. 
Sunday, that's where the real racing is. Truth is, the racing is right down the field at Le Mans. It's not like Formula One where it's a cert who's going to win. Although, having said that, the nearest thing we've got is Audi's strength. Although, I'm not certain they could do it this year because the Porsches are quick and the Toyotas are reliable. But to win Le Mans, you need strategy, you need speed, you need reliability and an awful lot of good luck. Let's hope Zog gets the luck in order to make it here on time. I'm going to tell him I'm here, he'll hate that. Wonderful. Everybody in the tribune stood up and started applauding as the cars came round on the final of the warm-up laps. I don't think I'm going to do one or two. We've got seven minutes to get one lap in and not at racing speed. And then it's the beginning of the best race ever. I made it this year. I didn't think I was going to this year, so I'm particularly pleased to be here. I'm very glad to have you guys listening along. By my watch, it is 10 seconds to the start of the race. We cannot actually see the start here because that's the other side of the hill that the Dunlop Bridge straddles. But over the PA, I can hear also Sprax Zarathustra playing on the TV screen, uh, which is 4x3, curiously, not 16x9, directly opposite us on the other side of Tête Rouge here. I can see the cars lining up with the Porsche leading. We've got a green light. And there they go. You can hear the crowd roar. Everyone stands up. I'm going to see them break over the hill underneath the bridge. That'll be the first glimpse I get of the car. I'm trying to glimpse between people's heads here. Here they come. I feel like crying. Ridiculous, really. Um, spend far too much time thinking about this race, and when you get here, you allow yourself to go with the emotion. And uh, I should point out that my man Neil Yarny is leading this race. But you know, that's just one lap of uh, I don't know how many laps do they do in 24 hours? Something like 200 or 300 laps.
an hour racing at Le Mans, only another 23 to go. But in the first hour, a little bit of drama as the number 13 Rebellion Racing AER engine car came together with one of the Porsche 911 RSRs which has caught fire and has gone off the track there's oil and debris on the circuit and I'm not sure if the Rebellion's still running but how about that eh? you know this is a tough race all the cars are behind the safety cars that come past now it's a tough race and it's a cruel race you can spend millions preparing for this and go out in the first hour oh it's tough period as we are now three hours four hours of Le Mans 2015 and it's Zog's Porsche the number 17 that is leading at the moment and I'm very pleased to say that Zog finally made it to the circuit hey Z hey how are you all right very Le- happy to be here less stressed than you would have been about three hours ago yeah, two hours yeah. Ago. less stressed than I was 10 minutes before the start and half an hour before the start and an hour before the start and two hours before the start, <laughs> all, you know, all of which we spent in gridlock trying to get to the parking spot in Parking Rouge, yeah. which very cleverly I'd booked and we figured, oh, we'll take the car rather than the shuttle bus, this is a smarter move. Perhaps yeah, oh, not. it was a smarter move. Yeah. <laughs> this is a function of camping off circuit, isn't it? In the past, we've always camped Porsche curves or somewhere within the reach of the circuit. Yep, you can correct. walk to the track and not miss any action. If we're camping as we are this year, what, some 12 kilometres away? It's a bit more than that. It's about a 25 minute drive. Yeah. Then you're going to get caught in the 250,000 people who are trying to get into the race. Well, I don't know. I can't believe it's been that bad every year it took us so long mm. to drive to get so little distance from the Carrefour pretty close to the circuit to here we were in a queue of traffic where no one was moving and it's one of those things where you know you turn your engine off and you wait for 10 minutes and then 10 minutes later the car in front of you moves 5 yards oh. so you start your engine and move 5 yards and then after half an hour of that you think this is pointless we've got to try something else so you do a U-turn you follow the signs for parking blanc and blur because you think maybe you might be moving a little bit quicker and you'll be able to do a sneaky little redirect at the last minute and that's moving just as slowly I don't know it'd be interesting to know just how slow and difficult that's been in previous years I think it has been for some reason worse than in previous years I can't believe it's been that bad every year well I remember driving in last year and we arrived on the Thursday and it was dreadful on the Thursday the last couple of miles and I remember when we were trying to buy the tickets for this this is the last tribute that had any seats available so I think it is sold out this year is that a function of Nissan being here do you think you know another manufacturer a whole other set of fans I suspect yeah that's got to help also a better prospect of Porsche winning there's a sense that the Audi dominance isn't as formidable as it has been in previous years I suspect that's probably attracted more fans this year who knows you got a new fan with you this year Stevie yeah Stevie's joined us this year I've been honouring him for a while to make the trip and he's been keen but it's your first time on Stevie First impressions, what's your takeaway from this? What are the first things that you will tell people when you go back? Is it the scale? Is it the sound? Is it the traffic? The s- <laughs> is it the fact that you missed the start? <laughs> 
missing the start was obviously the funniest part so far. Um, <laughs> Good attitude. The, the sound is spectacular. Yeah. Just spectacular. And the variations in sound. There is many, many different sounds. Every engine has got a different kind of note yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah. Who are you backing for the win? Nissan. Oh, hey, a bold choice. Any particular one or any Nissan? The red one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've tried to put money on this. I've tried to get a get it back going here, but I can't persuade him for some reason. I can't think why. No idea. It's a good-looking thing, isn't it? It actually looks better on circuit than in the photographs. It's quite. It seems quite dinky, quite small. Yeah, it's a good-looking car, and it's good to have a different look because there's a certain look to the Audis and the Porsches and the Toyotas, although they are different. There's a family resemblance there, you know, similar DNA. The Nissan is a different order, would you say, if you're doing, you know, taxonomy, yeah. Yeah, your, yeah, your yeah. classification of species? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it is a different, a different It's a different genus. order, yeah. It's, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and it's a shame they haven't got the car running a little bit better, but fingers crossed, let's hope they make it to the end and have a good race. Well, they have not disappointed in their first year. It's very easy to come here and not even have all your cars start the race, and they're running reasonably Which, competitively. Which, is what happened to Nissan. Only two of their cars actually started the race yeah, when yeah. the race started. One of the cars came into the pit, I think it was Jim Mardenborough's car one of the doors was completely open now whether it was open because he had fumes in the car or something or he simply couldn't reach it because he strapped in to close it and they had to pit to close it but those are the sorts of things that can cost you places in a race like this even though it's a 24 hour race even minute eye like that can make a huge difference it's a wonderful thing it's a great event and I think that the remaining what 21 hours or so yep. that we've got to go if the competition between Audi and Porsche are at the front carries on like it has been for the last couple of hours this is going to be an absolute treat the Audis are quicker than I thought they were going to be and I heard a little tip last night that an Audi 123 is considered by a lot of people in the know to be really quite a likely event I don't really want to hear that to be honest you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah 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 but if you're Audi if you could do that you'd go yeah you come here with your Porsches you come here with your innovative front wheel drive front engine cars but we know how to win yeah. this race and that's good there's a benchmark there. they've all got a target to hit let's hope that we get a dramatic race it doesn't matter who wins as long as it's close at the end absolutely I think I'd be happy for any of the P1 contenders to win this race to be honest I wouldn't object to any of them winning but Stevie you're still hoping for a Nissan I think they're winning at the moment actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was at Le Mans, lots of people went that's another Corvette blasts its way past us here in the review of the 24 hours 2015. We are now six hours into the 24-hour race, and to be honest, Sog and I have barely moved from our position here, and we've really enjoyed watching the whole thing so far. This position is that you get to see the cars for a long period of time. There's a Toyota going past at the moment. There it goes. We get to see the cars through the Dunlop Bridge, through the right-hander, swing left, having to just come off the throttle here, clip the curbs. That's one of the open cars. And off into Tetra Rouge. I reckon we're seeing the cars at this point here for uh, what must be about 12 or 15 seconds 
it's wonderful to be able to do that. Stevie has been off wandering around. This is his first Le Mans, so he's all over the place. He's been up against the fence, listening to the cars. Enjoying it, Stevie? I'm falling in love with it more and more as the time goes on. I started off liking it, but as the race progresses and I start to understand what's happening, I'm becoming more and more emotionally attached. Yeah, oh, it's an emotional thing. It is I, if you're not crying at three o'clock <laughs> tomorrow afternoon, you haven't watched the race. I'm on the verge of tears now. I mean, I've only been here about five hours. I, it, <laughs> I, I don't really know what's going on either on the track or in my heart yeah yeah I think the two things are probably completely interlinked I, yeah. I think so it is difficult to follow if you're not paying full attention to what you're getting over the commentary or you're not looking at the screen all you can rely on is the cars with the lights on the side to know who's leading but that exactly. keeps changing as they pit of course it does as I said to you before I'm starting to recognise little groups of cars yep. so I'm waiting for them to come around and watching the gaps between them change yeah one of them disappears I'm like what happened to my Corvette where did he go and then he comes back your Corvette my Corvette yes yeah. your Corvette yeah, so you've got the Corvettes and you've got the Nissans they're your cars aren't they yeah yeah I'm developing attachments to cars I didn't expect to <laughs> well you made a great observation a few minutes ago that we've always admired Corvettes we've always thought they're great to an Aston Martin and a Ferrari and making those other two marks work for the honours it shows you what a good car that Corvette is absolutely I always thought that they look lovely they make a great noise out on the street but I never really took them seriously they were yeah. never real sports cars in the way that an Aston Martin or Ferrari is and I'm and watching you know they are that's yeah. right they are they're racing yeah. and it's opened my eyes yeah. which is wonderful I, I love to be surprised I'm pleased to see the Viper in there as well, because many years ago we used to have the first generation of Vipers racing here, and they made a wonderful sound, and they looked right, they looked like it was designed in the 1960s. The new Vipers don't look as elegant, I don't think, as the old cars, they've lost a bit of drama, but it's good that they're up there, and buying American honours, if you like, Absolutely, yeah. I simply expected the American cars to be big and loud and leery. And thirsty. And, and thirsty. And they are. But they're also beautiful yeah. and they are competitive, which yeah. I honestly didn't expect. I'm surprised by so much of what I'm seeing here. Zog, how are you feeling about your Porsches? Well, I'm not as confident they're going to win as I was a couple of days ago. But if the battle between the Audis and the Porsches carries on you know, like it has been, and we're not really seeing any signs of fragility yet, so I, I, I think it's likely to be incidents rather than fragility, probably, that's going to uh, make a big difference. I can see, you know, Audi and Porsche just trading the lead. That's what's been all happening. All the way through yeah. the race. It's going to be very close. And then they've got a very different approach, each of the cars. The Audi seem to be able to quadruple stint their tyres because of the torque characteristics of a diesel engine. 
Whereas uh, the Porsche, which is a lot more revvy, can only triple stint the tyres, it seems, at the moment. Are you the sure Audi's they haven't done any quadruple stints on the Porsche? Not on the Porsches, I don't think. No, 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 no. I think they've been every three yeah, fill-ups. The speed they're making up. Yeah. yeah. And in endurance racing, that sort of level of efficiency, maximising everything, that's what that's, could make yeah, the difference. Yeah. 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 I'm really happy to see that the GT battle is so good as well. Yeah. To, you know, to be honest, although the LMP2 competition is terrific, I just can't get as interested in the P2 cars as the P1. They just seem a little bit too much like, you know, the little brothers of the P1 cars. So I kind of mentally skip over P2 and then GT is the next thing that I'm interested in. And that Corvette Aston Martin battle, just terrific. I'm back in the Aston Martins, but I do love the Corvettes and I really wouldn't mind who comes out on top. Truth is, we love all the cars out there. We do. We've finally been persuaded to move from our very comfortable position at Tetra Rouge. We haven't come that far, but we've wandered towards the village where all the trade stands are, the enormous Nissan Nismo facility that they have here at the moment. But we haven't just come to see the trade stands, we've come to see some friends like Richard Porter. Hello, Richard. Hello. How are things in your ivory tower? A lot of ivory. <laughs> I've tried to think how many elephants died to enable me to have a glass of cold beer at the expense of somebody else. So, yes, what a dreadful <laughs> I am. Uh, but I can't lie, it's been delightful. I'm sure it has. It's been a beautiful day. It's been a very warm day, actually. Very warm. Nice. It's been some good on track action. So, really can't complain. It's a motor race. It's a proper motor race. It's a motor race, but a motor race like no other. Apart from that other Le Mans 24 hours that they also run. The one, there's a Le Mans just outside Ipswich. That Um, one, yeah. It's very like this, isn't it, there? Yeah, the course is incredibly short, so they they all do over a thousand laps. So its other name is the Millane Ipswich, and it's not really taken off. I think it was won last year by just some bloke in a Monday. From Ipswich. Yeah, SD24, but a Mondeo nonetheless. So I prefer this one. Well, this one has a bit more international appeal to it, because when you go to Ipswich, you don't really get people from outside of Ipswich at the Ipswich 24 hours. I don't know. I think Ipswich is the city of culture. By by which I mean that someone in Ipswich has a painting. (laughs) If you're in Ipswich, I do apologise for my anti-Ipswich sentiment. So you're travelling with the Audis this year. Yeah. Are the Audis happy? Yeah, I think they are. I can't really speak for the Audi Corporation of Germany since I'm merely a freeloader on their dollar. You'll notice, look, I'm wearing an Aston Martin wristband as well. Covering your bases? Because I went to see a chap I know who works at Aston Martin. Well, I texted him and said, are you here? And he said, yeah, do you want to come over? And then he got me into their hospitality, but I had to go up to the reception desk and they said, we'll give you this wristband. And I said, oh, I'm so sorry, I've already got this Audi wristband on. And the lady very sweetly just went, would you like me to get you some scissors? 
And I would have said yes, but I need this second Audi wristband to get into the place where I'm staying, otherwise I'll be sleeping in a pile of dirt tonight. You're in the Audi hotel thing. Is it a hotel? What is it? Well, they call it a hotel. It's an exhibition centre in which they build cubicles. Rows and rows of cubicles. I'm in room 1011. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Really? It's not sequential. I'm like in the B-list hotel. There's a posher one at the front. And there are hundreds, possibly thousands of rooms. And a lot of the very, very important people from Audi stay there. Somebody was telling me that last time they stayed there, they came out of the shower and bumped into Ferdinand Pieck in his dressing gown, (laughs) brushing his teeth. So everybody mucks in, and it's nice. It's like an exceedingly posh prison. (laughs) Because you get this tiny cubicle, it's just big enough for a bed, and then about the same width of the bed again, so you can stand up. And and there's a little pull cord from the ceiling that just turns on a light. But it's warm, it's dry, and there's a shower, cubicle, block thing at the end of the building. So You know where we're sleeping tonight? Our campsite is some 20 minutes away Zoxas I think that probably means 20 miles and I haven't been to our campsite yet but you know that Zog didn't make the start of the race yeah I know he was locked in up there yeah Whoa. it's mental the traffic outside I gather has been insane but also I think the human traffic inside when I was trying to get around from the main entrance and sort of walk down the front of the ACO building and get around there and a 500 yard journey took about 15 minutes because so many people chocker yeah chocker which is great we want people to support support this is an event at its peak because there are so many people here it's such a disparate band of people you see some people you think what are you doing here but they've paid for a ticket or something because here they are God bless all these servants I've noticed a number of pretty girls in pretty dresses yeah. Americans call them pumps, don't they? They're not what we call pumps. High-heeled shoes. Do Americans call those pumps? You ask your wife, they call them pumps. Oh, I'll call her in a minute. <laughs> I FaceTimed my little boy, who's 15 months, just to say goodnight. And the screen came on, he saw my face. He did that thing that melts every dad's heart, where he immediately just started smiling. He was so cheery. Because we like watching the Formula One together. Yeah, and it's never too early to start them on the cult of motorsport. So I turned the phone around so that he could see the cars going around, but I was right by the track and it was very noisy. And when I turned the screen back, his face was... Just on the cusp of tears, I was like, oh, it's a bit much, a bit intense. Oh. We'll stick to a sort of mid-volume F1 race, and then I'll build him up to this, because it was, you know, one of the Ferraris, maybe a vet going past. He's not ready for a Corvette. It jangled his little brain, yeah, bless yeah. him, but one day. Corvette sounds good this year, the Viper sounds good. You know, Viper sounds Viper. great. Slightly misfiery, but in a nice lumpy way. Yeah. I can't understand, have you noticed this, that one of the Corvettes is very mucky and the other one isn't? Like, it's got oh, a really no. dirty arse, like its exhaust is kicking out a lot of soot which I don't know maybe that's the case but if you look when they go by we're standing here now where you can see a good view of them just turning around to disappear off at the hill we'll have a couple coming have by a, have a shifty we're standing see one is mucky and one isn't we're standing just south I think of the uh, Dunlop Bridge so they're coming up the start finish straight LMP2 cars at the moment and it's quite a gradient now I've walked up that hill that's quite a steep old push yeah and they come flying up there hang on let's see if we can hear a Corvette then we'll see the next one or hear the next one stand by how much you love the French commentary by the way oh here we go
that's a 64. Yeah, the clean one. That's the clean one. Now, watch when. Anytime now. We're waiting. Oh, oh! Oh, here goes one of the GTRs. Smoking all over the place into the gravel and going again. Can we get a whiff of what that what does that smell like? Is that a, it's the smell of Ben Bulby. <laughs> Bob Bulbus burning, <laughs> burning with disappointment. Oh, they're doing well, they're still running six exactly, hours. They are still running, which yeah. you know, let's be honest, we didn't think was necessarily going to happen. Oh, it's quite a pungent smell. Uh, but let's be charitable. This is their first time out of this car. We're not expecting them to be jockeying up the front. Well, they've already done better than the Delta Wing and the Zeod did last year. Yeah, they've already done better than that disastrous Aston Martin LMP1. Oh, that was awful. Hang on, where's the other Corvette? Come on, other Corvette, make a noise for us. They were running quite close. I think one of them's pitted. There we go. Viper! No, none of those. Viper, yeah. There's Jan Mardenbrews. GTR going by. I think the other Corvette may have stopped. We'll have to find out. It could be in the pit. We could be here all week. Stand by, Richard. You watch X Car, you'll know Alex Goy. We've got him all on speed. Hi, man, how are you? I'm good and I'm happy. And who are you backing for the win? I just said to Zog, I will play some shiny five euro note on Porsche. You reckon? Yeah, you reckon, reckon they so. could do it? Yeah, yeah. It's all down to reliability, though. They've got the pace. They've got the pace. They definitely have the pace. Yeah. I reckon they could. And you know what? It would warm the cockles if they managed it. It would be good for the sport if it wasn't an Audi win. I have no problem with Audi winning. They deserve it if they're the best team. But if Porsche do it, it's if good for it, us all. It, it, it would be what? Their 17th overall win since yep. 1951? I think you're right. Yes. That would be nice. Because I came here last year and I was backing them very openly. I'd done a reading. I'd, I'd spoken to other people. It was like, yeah, it would be amazing for Porsche to come back. And I managed to get a couple of words to some of the drivers. Brendan, Brendan Hartley. Hartley. He is the loveliest man. And he, was, he was super stoked just to be here. Totally He's like, stoked. everything's amazing. I love this. This is brilliant. And I was gutted when the cars went out. It was awful because you could see in everyone's face, like, oh, it's so close. It's so far. This time, though, they set a record in qualifying. Yeah. They're doing crazy pace. He has some of the fastest laps, Brendan Hartley. Yeah. I don't know if anyone's beaten his lap yet. I know. I'll pass. On that uh, one. Yeah, you lose track. It's easy to lose track, isn't it? Yeah. There's a lot going on. This is what your third or fourth Le Mans. This now? is my third. Your third. I remember your first. I remember my first as yeah. well because I remember there's somewhere deep in the Excar archives of you and I having a slow mo hunt. Me either. I was shown it once and then it kind of vanished into a big hard drive and somewhere in our office there's a hug floating around. I remember your eyes. I remember seeing you in the hospitality unit. You came in with eyes like the kids in South Park the kindergarten kids <laughs> whose heads are basically mostly eye yes I, I was mostly eye I think at that point about a thousand beers in good that's about um, right for that point 
to the evening. Yeah, it's the noise of the atmosphere here. It's, it's, it's good, isn't it? It's Glastonbury, but for cars. Yeah. And with no unpleasant toilet action. As far as I've experienced, yes. <laughs> it's always a first time, Jones. Let's hope it's not this one. Who are you backing for the win? Well, I love Hulk. I love Hulk. I've been a Hulk fan since he stormed A1GP. Yep. And I would really like to see him do it because I think he deserves better than he's getting in Formula One at the moment. I have no emotional connection to the Audis anymore. I love what they do as a team, but there are no drivers in there that I care passionately about. But there are two Porsches I'm interested in. Hulk's in one of them. Siliani is the other one in the other Porsche. Neil won A1 GP and he was a good mate of mine in the A1 days. It becomes personal, doesn't it? He's very quick. Yeah. He's very calculating. Yeah. If you talk to him, he's like... Yeah, so I, I do this, and I do that, and I do it very well, thank you very much. It's like, OK, OK, Mr. Johnny, thank you very much, bye. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping for a Porsche win. I think they deserve it. They've been kicking ass this year, from what I've seen. Yeah, they are. They really are, with um, their little V4. Their little V4, and, and their enormous battery. Yeah, yeah. Flywheel, or whatever the, whatever the mega jewels they're running, or however that works. Someone tried to explain it to me once, I went cross-eyed. That's my third time. I said earlier the ones I still find dislike is the Ferraris you dislike them? I can't stand them why? and it's a beautiful car the drivers talented people yes. they deserve to be here yes. but if you hear them on a straight there's something about the sound that hits a register in my head it just bores in and it, it hurts. It hurts you. I hate it. Ah, maybe that's why I like them because I'm so old and deaf. <laughs> I don't hear anything apart from the Ferraris, the Toyotas, and the Corvettes. The Corvettes. The only frequencies I've got left. The Corvettes are. As always. They're filthy and I like oh, it. Naughty. Another favourite of mine is the KCMG car. They qualified on pole. Their team is awesome. They're really nice guys. Last year, I don't think they did so well. This year, I really hope they take an MP2. I really do. But the thing about Le Mans is, whoever wins, you don't mind because they deserve the win. To win this race is ridiculously hard. You know what? To get here is ridiculously hard. Let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) You've had like the journey from hell to get here, but you made it. Yes. I think I owe you a beer. I said I owed you a beer. I've got a plan. Let's have it now. Yeah. It is quarter to one in the morning at the Le Mans 24 Hours, and we've come down to one of our favourite things, as you know. And you can probably guess from the noise. And the reverb that we're on the start-finish straight, standing right by the, uh, the line at the moment. I was just recounting a story how Zog and I stood at this very point at the 
start finish straight on the start finish line when Peugeot won here. A great French victory. And the entire populace of Saint Le Marseillais, and even I was proud to be French that day, cried my eyes out. But it's all about the sound here because you get the reverb from these grandstands on either side. That was the Rebellion and the Bicolis car, by the way. Here comes a GTM. That was an Aston. A Porsche. Uh, one of the LMP ones. Ferrari. What's this? Here we go. One of the Nissan powered LMP2s. Zog's taking pictures at the moment of the start-finish straight, which I will probably try and get Zog to publish somewhere, and I'll send you a link on the Gareth Jones website where you can see those pictures if we don't publish them there. Where's Stevie gone? We're having the best time because we've got Stevie with us. excited as a nine-year-old and uh, that level of excitement is rubbing off on us too as well we are tickled but we've lost him he's vanished never mind we got the sound of cars to enjoy here's some more car sounds i'll stay quiet for a bit last one was one of the GTR Nissans. Very muted. Not as raspy as they were earlier on. I wonder if they've turned them down. Well, I suppose I all wish you good night, really. greatest endurance cars racing at the greatest circuit in the world I know I say that a lot but it is true and if you haven't been here you won't understand why I say that and I strongly recommend you come next year Episode 252, which is published 24 hours after this one. But for the moment, we'll leave you with the sound of the cars. Good night. Stevie!
Send us an email, see pictures, get song lyrics, join our Facebook fan site, follow us on Twitter, or to find out about sponsorship opportunities, go to garethjones.tv. Gareth Jones on Speed is made in London by Whizbang. Gareth Jones on Speed!